Mac Judge Podcast. Looking ahead to Conference Championship Weekend. What a what a slate of four games on, on Sunday, boys, huh? We, we kind of thought it was coming. We felt it coming. It made up more than enough for the kind of duds from, from Wild Card Weekend. <clears throat> Absolutely, and it almost seemed like the games got uh, better as they as they mm-hmm. went on. Nothing against the Cincinnati Tennessee game because it was it really was a good game. But um, with each game that that went by, it almost Tommy and I were kind of talking about how the Bills Chiefs game kind of overshadowed how absolutely insane the second half of the Rams Buccaneers game was. Yep. Um, but yeah, man. Super, super thankful for, for that. I, the NFL is just, it's just a phenomenal product, quite frankly. Um, that's just the truth of the matter. I think. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think uh, you can make an argument that that Bills-Chiefs game, Chiefs game, I mean, was the best game of my lifetime, I think, that I can remember. I know that a lot of uh, the the infamous Rams-Chiefs game, which 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 had the, the moniker in, in the zeitgeist, uh, for being the best NFL game of all time, certainly. No way the best NFL um, game ever had Jared Goff in it. I'll yeah, just put well, the kibosh well, I would on just that. say, if, if, you know, even if we were to grant those people the fact that they were right, there's no, if, if you stack that game up against the Bills-Chiefs game, it was awesome. And, and Lee brought it up. We, we, we were kind of talking about how, uh, you know, it, it did overshadow a really good game in Tampa Bay on Saturday uh, afternoon. And the games on Sat on, uh, or Sunday afternoon, excuse me, and the games on Saturday were, were unbelievable too. Um, just probably the best best slate all year, and it was just a, a true joy. Yeah, I would. I'll, I'll push back. You know, I, I don't love to to anoint the greatest games as ones that that lack a little defense. All right, I like my games to be all around. I would say uh, Super Bowl forty two, man. Hard to beat that one. Said Giants Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean. I was in the moment when I sent a message to our Dynasty League saying, is this the best game ever? I don't know if I, I think it's up there, but... Because I totally agree with you, Adam. And I also think that, how can you say one game? So many great games have happened. Well, Some you know, and, it's, and it almost, it harkens right back to the, the BFL days. I mean, you have the... What, what, I'm, oh, man, I'm, I'm embarrassing myself with my NFL Notre history Dame, here. Notre Dame, Stanford. Yeah, but I'm embarrassed. Notre Dame, Stanford. The, uh, it's like comparing that to the, the Baltimore Colts game with Unitas. Yeah. Um, exactly. They, they call it the greatest game ever played. Is that what it's called? <clears throat> the one that was was cut off the the TV feed cut off in yeah. the NFL championship. I should I, I should know is, more of this. This is this is yeah, a blind spot I for the PJ. We're new wave, and sometimes we forget our roots. Wave. Just embarrassed ourselves. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll figure that out. But I did, boys. I wanted to bring something up real quickly. You know, we've started off some of our podcasts with uh, some Murray brother disagreements, um, and I think we we're gonna make it three for three here. Um, mm. I'm not a big fan of you know keeping things in the dark. I think we should we should share our grievances uh, with the group. Uh, Tommy, your your brother sent me a text at uh, 4:58 on Saturday evening, saying just simply Tommy doesn't respect the game of football. Yep. Wow. Um, was wondering if if Lee you had any uh, qualifying remarks on that statement, Tommy? If you have any uh, response, I don't care. Well, this was – I remember this because this That's was – funny that Lee, Lee usually will, this uh, was a, will not keep things like that to himself. And he this was me. Hung if, out, I hung out with him all weekend and we had a great time. What was, the, what was the text message he sent in our group before? Because this was a Titans-Bengals disagreement. It was you said that t- Tennessee didn't deserve to win that game. They didn't. And I think that you can make just 
as much of an argument that the Bengals didn't deserve to win that game. And I think that you, I think that that text, the genesis of that text was you overlooking the Tennessee Titans to the extent where it clouded your ability to, to say that Cincinnati was the side. Like, I just don't think that Cincinnati that... Cincinnati was a side. I don't it, think that that's true. Tennessee minus three and a half, minus four, even minus three was never the side at any point in the game. I, I think that's ridiculous. And I think it was, was... I think if you ended up covering that, uh, you would consider yourself lucky and we all would be banging the table for Bills or Chiefs in Tennessee this weekend, talking about how it was the... You know how it was the opportunity of a of a lifetime, like I, I set up in the podcast last week. My point is you overlooking things based on a narrative, and the narrative was that the Titans were frauds. You start parading about how they're frauds, they're frauds, they're frauds. I think anyone could make an argument that the Bengals are frauds too, Bengals are in a frauds. similar way. Like the Titans' resume is stronger than the Bengals. Obviously, they lost the game that mattered, but. I just thought it was unfair to the game because I thought that was truly a 50-50 football game. I didn't think either team was really the side. I think Tennessee had opportunities to win the game by more than three points. I think Cincinnati had opportunities to win the game better than they did, namely letting up nine sacks and still winning a football game, which I don't know what the history of the NFL statistic the is. Time. on it was the first time. So, McNabb, they brought it up during the so game. yeah, I, I didn't hear that part of the broadcast, but... I don't understand how a team can be the side if they're doing an if because they're doing an unprecedented clear, thing. There is a clear side. Like, like I mean, there's a clear side. And so my point was, was, if you respected the game, that it's not about the a team being the side. Sometimes there's not a side. Sometimes it's just a good football game. Cincinnati was a side. They were four point. They were three and a half, four point underdogs, and were leading for the whole game. I think and based on the eyeball test, I didn't feel like I didn't regret my bet at any point until the clock was triple zeros. Like, yeah, so I, I, Tennessee was in the game the whole time. There were bad turnovers. You know, there was things you can certain things you can point to, but I think that was a really evenly matched game. And I don't think Cincinnati necessarily outperformed. I never I the the Tennessee that. Titans. I, well, I think in order to be the side, I said that the Titans were frauds, and ultimately you went to war with Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans, and you get what you pay for. And that's uh, and yeah. Well, was, no, that's a completely different. That that's was, a completely that different genesis, conversation. That was the genesis. Of, the genesis of this was me saying you don't respect the game, and I'm explaining that right now. Because yeah, someone who respects the game. You to me on Tuesday night after you sent a, a, a fan. Well, because I was because I was because I was drunk and I didn't yeah, want to argue with you in the group chat. But but it, but what I'm saying still reigns true. You have a tendency does. to over. You have a tendency to oversee. Okay, I don't care. Based on your narrative. Okay, fair enough. That's fair enough. But that that literally applies to also you and Adam. <laughs> and that's why we don't agree all the time. Like I. And if you, I, I don't I, know. I, I think I think there are certain oversights that happen with you more consistently. I'm sure you do, and I and I I understand why you think that way. I just don't care. Well, I'm I not asking. Care. You don't have to care. Been, this I've is doing, do or die. I told I told you ultimately I like the Bengals in the game, and I was getting a better quarterback, and I think that came to fruition. I think that came to fruition, and you got what you paid for if you backed the Tennessee Titans. That's exactly. You you back the Tennessee Titans and they sacked Joe Burrow nine times and they mustered sixteen points or whatever it was. Uh, they're they they are a fraudulent team. They were all year. Mike Vabel deserves a lot of credit, but ultimately, I just I think what that we said in July about this team by think, fraudulent. If you mean they're not a Super Bowl team, then sure they're fraudulent. But I think that there's a universe where Tennessee wins that game. You know, half the yeah, time there is. And I'm, are I'm, they still fraudulent if they lose yeah. in the AFC Championship? Yes. What 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 means fraudulent? 
fraudulent means that they're not. So, they're a one seed. So they let's, were the one seed. So, they were a fraudulent one so are seed. the 49ers fraudulent? Because they don't have a good quarterback. How is that relevant? They because it's the same point on the, in the, in the other conference. They were a fraudulent one seed. They were frauds. The 49ers aren't frauds, despite the fact that they, they you know, Ryan Tannehill and Jimmy G could be, you know, similar. I, you know, I, <laughs> I, I don't, I think you're, I think you're trying to mish together an argument here based on, you know, the text that you, the fandom text you sent to Adam after you had a couple sour monkeys in you. Well, I've told you things along the same sentiment before. Yeah, I understand. Like, this is not I a new. That, I know you think that we think about the game differently. This is not a I'm new sure thing. You think that I that I don't respect the game of football, and you know what? I just don't really care. I don't care, man. I don't. Well, care. I don't think you care. That's why I didn't send it in the group. But I guess it was <laughs> good right. to hash we it can, out. We can, we can move on here. Uh, again, boys are in the same room, so got to keep them. You know, I have no control over what goes on. A little bit to my west. Um, back to Sunday football. No game Saturday. AFC Championship up first, 1 p.m. Yuma, noon Pacifico. Noon. Yep. I think uh, I think the Bengals are the better matchup. Honestly, um, you know, likely I backed the Titans last week, but based on you know that game, even if the Titans came out on top, based on what happened in that game, I think um, the Bengals have a better chance. Honestly, I don't know what what the line is. Up, do, do you guys boys have the line? Seven. Seven. Yeah, I mean, I do you think it, ah man, that's big. Um, do you think it'd be more with the Titans? No, I think it'd be less with the Titans. Really, in, it would be yeah. in Tennessee, and it would be. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Probably be four and a half, three. I don't, I don't know. I still like the matchup better for the for the Bengals in terms of making this a close game, just with you know how they can probably score with the Chiefs a little bit on offense. Ultimately, man, I think the Chiefs are were kind of an inconvenient truth this whole season. Um, just a team that had some had some rough rough bumps early on, but kind of pulled it together. The you like you boys mentioned to start the show. The AFC Championship game was just ridiculous. Um, can't believe the Bills pissed it away, man. I mean, you can talk. We can talk until we're blue in the face about the overtime rules. We've talked about it before, but you were led by three with 13 seconds left, and you still let the game go to overtime. Um, just kind of a ridiculous uh, end of end of game scenario there. But the Chiefs, once again, hosting the AFC Championship game for the fourth straight season and looking to go to the Super Bowl for the third straight year. Uh, I like the Chiefs to win. I like the Chiefs to win and cover. I mean, yeah. reaching back to our opening duel or die argument, if, if the Tennessee Titans are frauds, then so are the Cincinnati Bengals because they're on, this le- they're on a sa- the same level of team, in my opinion. They have the same capacity to succeed. They had the same capacity to fail in my eyes. They're very similarly like power-ranked teams in my head. Um, this game's on the road, obviously. We saw what Cincinnati did in the regular season not too long ago against this Chiefs team, coming back from down 10, I think, and ending up you know, having an offensive field day um, and putting up you know, nearly 50 points on the defense. I just think it's going to be a completely different game. Um, and I'm, I'm tripling down. I'm 0-1-1 betting <clears throat> against the – uh, Cincinnati Bengals this year in the playoffs and I didn't do I don't think I did particularly well betting against them in the regular season I think maybe only uh, bet against them two or three times but I, I wasn't the very, famous very this successful. famous Steelers incident famous yeah famous <laughs> Steelers incident I think the Bears is the only time I got them um, but yeah I mean I, I really I'm really confident that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this game by more than a touchdown I think that this is going to be a game where we're going to see 
this is the learning lesson for the Bengals. This is what they have their offseason to, to kind of figure out is how to beat the Chiefs because I don't really think they're there yet. And maybe I'll be eating crow if the Cincinnati Bengals make the Super Bowl. But I just, as far as these games go, uh, I think this is one of the more, um, just a differential in talent uh, from a matchup standpoint that we've seen in a, little, in a little while and more predictable. And the spread seven, I honestly would probably line it over seven. That's why I took seven. It's the only bet I've made. Um, probably the only bet I'm going to make. Um, I'll expound upon that in, the, in our little our next game preview. But uh, yeah, I think Tennessee or uh, Kansas City runs away with this one. Kind of, I think they score early and often, and I think their defense rises to the occasion more than it has uh, against Buffalo. Obviously, um, they're at home. I think it's going to be absolutely raucous. I think they're going to be able to get to Burrow just like Tennessee did. Maybe not nine times, but I still think they're going to be able to sack them probably four or five times. Uh, if their defensive line plays relatively well. And um, I think that they, you know, I, I again, I said this about Tennessee, but I think the Chiefs are built a little bit different. And I think that that game that they lost to the Bengals is, is a little bit more, you know, recent in their memory bank. Uh, and I think that they're going to come out with some fire and, and, and win this game by 10 plus. Yeah, I, I actually agree pretty much. I'm pretty much lockstep with Lee here. I'm not as confident in in laying it with the Chiefs. I think the number is, it's probably it's probably right. Uh, I think there's no way I could make this number over ten. You know, anything you know, seven and a half to nine and a half is <clears throat> pretty much the same. Um, <clears throat> I mean, lots to unpack. I mean, I, that AFC, the AFC champion, or the not the, a little Freudian slip there. The the division, the divisional round with the uh, Bills and the Chiefs. That game just defied logic. You know, that game was literally insane just to see. I mean, just us talking about it to, to start the episode 10 minutes ago. Um, I, I obviously, I was on the over in that game, which was incredibly fun to watch. So I didn't really, and I had the bills in a teaser. So, and I both, once the over hit, the, the teaser was kind of always going to be good. I thought was never really scared about the bills and, and was never really, up until, like you said, Clep, up until they were up with 13 seconds left, uh, I thought the game was pretty much anyone's game. I had no idea who uh, was going to win because both these offenses are so special. Um, yeah, I think the Chiefs are just on a completely different level. I think Lee is right. Uh, my 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 disdain for the Titans is should not be taken as some sort of you know support for the Bengals. I think yes, these teams are both. Uh, relative frauds when it comes to the Chiefs and the Bills, for that matter. Um, and I think ultimately this game is probably, uh, you know, the, the Bengals maybe giving getting a backdoor cover on Lee, much kind of like I think the game plays a lot like the the Week 17 matchup or whatever it was. I just think the Chiefs are going to be able to hang on, and and you know, Burrow's not going to be as prolific um, in Kansas City in that environment. I think you know the Zach Taylor. Andy Reid matchup. Uh, Cincinnati's, I mean, the Titans had opportunities to score points on Cincinnati's defense. Um, and, I, and I have no doubt that Kansas City is going to be able to do that uh, uh, on Sunday for them. So ultimately, yeah, I think I've heard some smart people make the argument for the over, which is this, it's the same as it was in, in Cincinnati. And I think that's probably a good bet. I think, you know, the both, you know, Cincinnati's uh, offense is going to have their foot on the gas for. I think from the from the snap, and and so will Kansas City. So, and I think both these defenses will probably struggle against the other offense. So, I think ultimately this is probably a high scoring game uh, that you know I think probably goes over the total. Get a little you know Kansas City thirty five, 
Cincinnati 24 uh, victory, something along those lines, maybe uh, 20, you know, 31. So yeah, I, I, this is the game that I think is the the most predictable out of the championship weekend, and uh, I'm I'm pretty confident in the Chiefs. Yeah. I want to say one last thing too, Clap. <clears throat> uh, the only argument I think I would really make for Cincinnati is the fact that Kansas City played such an emotional and taxing game. Mm-hmm. Just a few, you know, like well, it's going to be sick or not? It's going to be a week, but. You know, early game on Sunday, um, and maybe Cincinnati can take advantage of that if Kansas City's tired from from overtime or whatever. I don't know, but I still think that there's on the flip side of that, there's like a, a sense of almost. I feel like in that Kansas City locker room, guys looking at each other and being like, "Hey, we we very well could have just beaten the best team, the second best team in the NFL, and now here we got two more games to win to go win a Super Bowl, um, and I, and they're still they still got that taste in their mouths from last year." Um, and one of those games is against Cincinnati. And I feel like these guys are absolutely chomping at the bit to get that opportunity. And I think that they know in that locker room, if they play well, they're going to win this game handily. I really think that that's kind of the mentality. So that's just my – I wanted that to be kind of my finishing note. And I brought it up last last week. Uh, obviously, I like the Bengals in the game. And I brought up the that Mike Renner point about how, you know – Buffalo needs Josh Allen to play a flawless game for them to win, and 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 Kansas City can win with Patrick Mahomes playing, you know, a, a good game. He doesn't have to play quite as flawless as Josh Allen. And Josh Allen played a flawless game, man. That was just unbelievable. And I think it just kind of the point that I'm trying to make here is just Mahomes is cold blooded. This team is cold blooded. They are. This is a. They're playing elite, elite football right now. Um, I think Mahomes is playing great after obviously struggling. You know, the whole team struggled, but Mahomes especially kind of was kind of the poster boy for their struggles uh, early on in the year. And he's just playing at an absolutely uh, elite high level now, and, and Hill and Kelsey and all that. And you know, I think one thing to monitor we didn't bring up, Tyron Matthew uh, with the head injury left early in the, in the Bills game. Uh, I guess he's questionable for this week, so. Gotta believe he's gonna play if yeah, there's any, you know. Play, but. Quick uh, shout out to Gabe Davis, BJP, yeah, uh, you know, boy and uh, a yap member of the Yaps. Shout out to him. Yes, sir. Uh, also, just a quick note on uh, Brian Dabble, man. Um, I feel like he should be, to me at least, he should be like the number one candidate. If you're a team like Jacksonville or Chicago, how could you not want that guy coming in to be your head coach with the resume of taking a very prototype quarterback like Josh Allen and molding him into what he's become and then just the performance over the last two playoff games just on offense he's the number one offensive mind in that building with Sean McDermott as the head coach so um just uh, and all yeah sorry Clap. go ahead all four of the the guys coaching in the uh remaining in the playoffs are offensive minded guys. Yep. So I think that's something that's probably gonna just becoming more and more trendy and, and, and for the right reasons probably. So yep. um I think we're gonna see him being the head coach of the New York Giants. That's what it kinda looks like right wow. now. Wow. Really? Um well yeah, he just got a second interview. They just hired the, the assistant GM from Buffalo, Shown. So I think there's a little bit yeah. of a connection there and I think there might be a little bit of a what fire a, there. You know, what a what a move that would be for the Giants to go from the offensive dysfunctionality that they've had, especially you know with Jason Garrett and the McAdoo's of the world, to, to getting a a bona fide stud in Dable Club, I think you kind of summed it up nicely with him, uh, with with Saquon Kadarius, maybe Kenny Galladay will catch a touchdown next, <laughs> next year. I would just I would just be surprised. Uh, I guess I didn't know about the the Giants, you know, the Bills connection there, Lee, but 
I, it would be hard for me. If, I mean, who knows what he thinks of the quarterbacks, but to, to go somewhere with like New York where they don't have a guy instead where you could go to, to Jacksonville or, or Chicago where there's a, a young, talented player there ready for you to uh, kind of mold. Yeah. To me, that to me that to me that would be yeah that's that's also true. But uh, anyway, let's go to the NFC Championship game. Rams made it, baby. Stafford, uh, kind of uh, you know making that making that trade uh, at least somewhat worth it. Proved why uh, you make a deal like that. The Rams tried to piss it away in the fourth quarter. Quite a it was pretty depressing here here at the River Park Studios. Watching uh, watching that fourth quarter unfold, it felt like I was watching a Lions game, honestly. Um, and, and none of it, it was even it was. none of it really was even Stafford's fault. Not really sure what happened on that snap exchange, but again, it just uh, guys fumbling, um, bad snap, defense giving up big plays down the field, um, just a ridiculous fourth quarter. And then Stafford comes in, gets sacked, almost fumbles, and then makes two great throws to Cup and, and gets him in field goal range. What a game that was! Might uh, be the end of TB12 too. Uh, his his comments have kind of been interesting over the last couple of days. I think something I'm to not monitor. Not buying into it. Something to monitor. Uh, but again, and then hey, Jimmy G survives in Lambeau. 49ers don't score a touchdown on offense, but manage to uh, eke out a win. Uh, Jimmy G, hey, give him credit though for the game-winning field goal drive. And then the Rams now looking to exercise those demons. Do they get it done? Um, I guess I'll start. Uh, yeah, they do. Um, I don't know. I, I, quite frankly, man, I was surprised that this line opened up at three and a half. Uh, I think this is the definition of a pick 'em game. Um, it's in LA. I don't think that means anything. I don't really, I don't think I'd give the Rams a point for that. I'd probably line the game Rams minus one because I think the Rams are probably a point better. But if you look at the kind of history here, we, we all know the, the Shanahan-McVeigh uh, history and, and the fact that McVeigh's had some serious issues beating the 49ers during his tenure uh, with the Rams, what happened week 18, obviously. Um, but I think that's all, that, that's all the past right now. And the Rams are coming off a, a game where they just went into Tampa and beat the reigning Super Bowl champions, and a lot of people's Super Bowl pick this year. And similar to what I was saying about Kansas City, to allow myself to play armchair football guy who, who knows what's going on in the locker room, which I don't, but I can make my assumptions here. That's what we got this podcast for. Uh, I think there's a sense of belief growing there in the, in the locker room for the Rams, and I think they're kind of looking around and saying, hey, I mean, we got, we got a home game in the NFC Championship after getting the five seed. Uh, we're playing a team that we're very familiar with. We know the history, but we're getting another opportunity to – be the team that on paper, you know, we're not going into Lambeau and playing against Aaron Rodgers, right? We're not going, you know, playing against some juggernaut. The 49ers are the hottest team in the NFL, I'll say that much. But the Rams, they know their opponent. Niners also a little beat get, up, too. The Niners are a little beat up. And it's also like, what better litmus test for the Rams to get into the Super Bowl for the way this season has gone than having to beat their, basically their arch nemesis, who they can't beat and who was the reason they didn't get the two seed because they basically fumbled the game away late uh, in week 18. Um, I think it's great TV. I think it's going to be uh, a really good game. But ultimately, I'm going to agree with my brother, whose opinion I respect, uh, and say that this is this, this moment's going to be too big for Jimmy Garoppolo. And this is going to come down to Matthew Stafford and Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think the better quarterback is going to win this game. 
Uh, I know Jimmy Garoppolo can make plays down the stretch, but I think that this Rams defense is going to step up to the plate. We saw four turnovers without a pick against the Buccaneers uh, you know, last weekend. I do not think we're going to see that same performance from a sloppiness standpoint in the turnover department. Stafford has been absolutely phenomenal in the playoffs so far, has done very little wrong. Um, if, that, if this is just a, a ticking time bomb and he's going to have his worst game of the playoffs in the NFC Championship, they're probably going to lose. But I think that he's done too much to this point to have that type of performance. I think he's locked in. I think him and McVay are dialed in. I think the offense is dialed in. A guy I slandered, Odell Beckham, is playing really, really well. He's completely... Von Miller? Number two role, two role. Von Miller is coming on. He looks like he's back when Tommy bet on him to win Super Bowl MVP. In Super Bowl 50, I think it was. He's, he's, he's looking like he's in his prime. Van Jefferson's making plays. Cam, Cam Akers, the fumbles were really bad, but Cam Akers, man, has been so fun to watch and so <coughs> impressive. Excuse um, me. They're going to get... Uh, they're going to get uh, – I'm blanking on his name. The left tackle, Whitworth. They're gonna, it looks like they're going to get him back, which I think, you know, no boom stepped in and played well. But I think that's obviously going to be an upgrade. And then I think Jalen Ramsey is, you know, he's, he's a great player and he's going to need to kind of uh, abode for or make up for the, 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 the Mike Evans touchdown because that, that was a huge turning point in the game. And I think that, that offense kind of bailed him out a little bit. So I'm looking for him to be a little bit more locked in and – lead on the defensive side of the ball. So, yeah, I, I like the Rams here. I will bet this if it goes under three just because I'm going to be rooting for the Rams. I'm on the Rams train. I want a piece of the action. But I'm not – I think three, three and a half is a little too rich for me. I respect the Niners too much to take that. So, we'll see. But I'm, I'm picking the Rams. Yeah, I, I think um, – well, I want to talk about the Rams-Bucks game because um, I was on the Bucks. Uh, who, if you want to talk about sides to bring it back from the from the start of the episode, the Bucks were never the side in this game. Um, obviously, Brady mounted a little bit of a comeback that was heavily aided by turnovers, but the Rams were uh, the better team. Sean McVay was the better coach for the most part uh, from Jump Street. And <clears throat> Matthew Stafford... Uh, played probably the best game of his career, or maybe the most meaningful game of his career. I'm not going to say it was the best for, uh, performance, even though it's probably up there, but just that that was a uh, a benchmark game, I think, for, for his career, a lot more than the Cardinals game was, where I had a lot of questions about. I said this was going to be a second-half game, and it, it ultimately did turn out to be a second-half game, but uh, Matthew Stafford's play had, had nothing to do with that. Um I, and then to, to take it to the Niners and the Packers, I, I think, you know, the, the thing that I glean the most from that game is just the level of compete. And uh, this, the Niners, man, like they just don't go away. Uh, Green Bay had, you know, was in control of that game really uh, until they weren't. Until uh, as soon as that punt got blocked, it was all downhill from them. And the Niners, uh, Kind of willed themselves to victory. Jimmy G had a great last drive to set up the field goal. Um, and that defense, man, that Niners defense was incredibly impressive. Incredibly impressive. Uh, stifling Aaron Rodgers in the Packers offense like they did. Uh, so kudos on both sides um, to Stafford and, and to the Niners. Ultimately, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be riding with the Niners again, uh, especially to cover. I, this line makes no sense to me. Lee and I are, are kind of lockstep here. I think this should be a pick I can understand a Rams minus one. Um, but, yeah, Lee brought it up. The home field means nothing. 
the Rams have a better quarterback and are playing really well right now. But uh, dare I say there's a significant coaching advantage on San Francisco's side. I do not like Sean McVay uh, in the second half. I don't like Sean McVay with a lead. I think Kyle Shanahan can coach circles around him to a certain extent. I don't uh, – the, the, you know, the Rams kind of play calling and, and playing t- – as conservative as they do with leads, just like they did against San Francisco, and kind of just like they did against Tampa Bay, um, it has it gives me great cause for concern uh, this week. And if they win next week, uh, going up against which I think what I think will be the Kansas City Chiefs or even the Cincinnati Bengals, um, that is a that is a red flag for me. And obviously, I, I, I got kind of the Rams handicap wrong last week, but I you know. I think, and, and you know, I, I'm not going to say, oh, Stafford's going to revert back to this this poor play. I think he's been he's been great, but ultimately, in a game that is being lined at over a field goal right now, you're getting three in the hook with the Niners. I think it's going to be close. I think both these defenses are playing well. Both of the offenses uh, are playing well. Uh, I I have to take the Niners here, and, and I'm going to take them to win just because, you know, as much as I want to say, I don't, you know, there's some flukiness to. This whole Shanahan over McVay domination. We're at six. They've beaten them six times in a row now. Like this is a pretty healthy sample size. And the last time they played, uh, the the Niners scored 24 unanswered points and erased a 17 point uh, lead at half or whatever it was 17 three 17 uh, three uh, lead I think at it was half. 17 nothing. Yeah, might have, yeah, I think they got that last field goal at the uh, at Maybe. the end of half. But either way, it's it's irrelevant. Um, yeah, so ultimately, I, I, I have to side with my Niners here, man. My, my new adopted team, the, the San Francisco 49ers, uh, to get the win. But I do I do feel great for Matt Stafford, man. I, kn- I know you guys do too, Clep, you especially, after watching him uh, spend, you know, grow up in Detroit, become Detroit's son, uh, to go out and to win that game in the way they did after, like you said, it was like watching a Lions game. It seemed like the Bucks were destined to win that game in overtime or – you know, really win a game they weren't supposed to win in shades of Brady uh, in Atlanta in the Super Bowl. To see Stafford go down there and kick a game-winning field goal was was awesome to see, and um, I found myself pulling for the Rams at the end, despite the fact that I had uh, a little cheddar on the the Bucks minus two and a half. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the Rams. Uh, been the the preseason pick, sticking with it, not not straying from anything here. Um, Tommy's looking. You're looking at that uh, Super Bowl rematch, baby, with the Chiefs and the Niners, huh? I am. I am. I will it's, say, it's either going to be the Super Bowl rematch or the greatest game of all time rematch. So I think we're in a pretty we're in a pretty good spot. <laughs> I will say right now, if the Niners make the Super Bowl, I will be on them. I don't think they're going there to lose, especially after losing to the Chiefs two years ago. Uh, I don't know. I think wouldn't that think bring Niners, some some interesting storylines into the off season, huh? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But here we are. I mean, I think both games are going to be really good. I. I I cannot wait, quite frankly, for the for the Rams Niners game. I'm really yep. not that I'm not excited about the KC game, but I really am looking forward to seeing that game. I think it's going to be a true grudge match, you know, in the truest sense of the word. So, or phrase. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm very 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 excited, expecting to see big things from from nine. Yeah, um, I guess I'll I'll do a little uh, wager update. Uh, got a big one this week. <laughs> Favorite play of the year. We got an official play of the year. P-O-T-Y, everybody. Play of the year. Uh, and it's only right that it's a tease, man. 
I got this when the Niners were at four, which is not uh, for some reason on my book. I had a Niners four, which which I, I gobbled up. And we have a six and a half point teaser with the Kansas City Chiefs minus a half, so essentially money line, and the San Francisco 49ers plus ten and a half. That's the uh, that is the teaser of the year. Okay. That's 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 a rent money one, and I, and I also took I took the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl at plus one twenty five. Uh, and that's a pure value play because I expect them to beat Cincinnati. And in a game going up against the Niners or the Rams, I'm assuming they're going to be three point favorites and probably you know minus whatever that is 150 on the money line, um, something like that, minus 145. Uh, I'm getting a nice little value play on on the you, Chiefs. You like Super them Bowl. though? You like them? I do. I do. Um, against either team, it, I it is a value play. You're essentially just betting on them to beat. You're parlaying. Yeah, that money line with money. Yep. You know, I just am. It's I do gonna like suck them. if next week you like are if the Niners win, let's say, and next week you're like, I really think the Niners are gonna win. I guess it'd be a good problem to have. It but would. It would be a good problem to have, but um, I just I I, I uh, the Chiefs are gonna have to revert back to. I don't know, man. I think the Bills and the Chiefs are the two best teams in the NFL right now, and obviously, any given Sunday, the Rams or the Niners could. I'm not going to say easily, but they they that will be a very good game. Either Super Bowl, it, well, I'm assuming it's going to be a KC three. Uh, that's a good number. Um, I, but I, Kansas City is the best team left in the playoffs right now, um, and to get them at plus money to win the championship when they have the best quarterback uh, left in the playoffs and in a really good team and a team who, like you said, Lee, in your kind of prelude with the with the Bengals game, uh, this is a, a team that. I do have a lot of confidence in um, at the end of the day. But, yeah, it will, it will be a good problem to have, and we'll see how all these teams play this week and, and where we're at uh, a week from now. Sounds good, boys. A lot of uh, exciting football still ahead. And then, uh, you know, of course, the Pro Bowl, too, to look forward to, right? Clep, did you have Rams-Chiefs before the I season? think so. I'm going to go back and check. but I think you did. Yeah, I think yeah. so, too. I think you did. So, so this yeah. this this could potentially be the second year in a row that a backwards member has correctly yep. predicted yeah. the Super Bowl matchup, which is hey, dare I say pretty worth impressive. something. That means that means impressive. that that means that I'm you guys better be listening to me. next year this summer yeah. this summer Packers Browns next year <laughs> yeah, is going to be the <laughs> Packers Browns with uh, with Kirk Cousins under center in Cleveland uh, is going to be uh, exactly or Tommy's going to come in and predict a uh, Cardinals Cowboys NFC Championship. Oh wow! Wouldn't that wouldn't that be something? That's uh, not happening. Any quick uh, Sean Payton reacts? He'll be back next year. Uh, yeah, I think I I'm actually fairly. Can you do that? that Can you retire and then just the jump to another team? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Why not? I don't know. Maybe why not? Might might bring up some issues. I do with think your contract in in New Orleans. Well, I think once you retire, the contract is terminated. Um, yeah, but then you can just jump back in. Yeah, because they don't own unless they own your rights like a, like they would a player. I mean, that's what happened with, with that's kind of what happened with Calvin. Is he retired, but the Lions still like controlled him. That's mm-hmm. what happened with Marshawn. Couldn't the Saints hypothetically trade? Yes. Yeah, I mean, they could. I just don't know if, if the rights are still theirs. Um, He's a Texas guy, see, right? Yeah, he lives Texas. in Dallas. He obviously coached with the Cowboys before the Saints. Yeah. I think it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I did see a, a tweet that I'm forgetting who from, but 
it, it was a, it was great. I thought just of how, you know, what the Saints' reputation with the cap over the past couple of years, and you know how their their organization has been run, and now you know the Bills at the table, and and Payton's out. He's out. He's out. You know, <laughs> uh, the, it, the Saints. The 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 last ten years of of the the management of that team, and God talk about highs and lows and, and missed opportunities. We were talking about the Packers earlier, but you know you can throw the Saints in there too. The Packers also uh, in a bad cap spot. Yeah, and I I will say on the record that I uh, Tom Brady's not retiring. I don't think Tom Brady's retiring, and I don't think Aaron Rodgers is retiring. Yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't think Aaron. I think both of those. I guys would even are... I would go as far as to bring back the prophecy right now, and I'll make three prophecies. I'm going to make three prophecies. I've been thinking about the first one's easy, and we've already been on it. Brian Dayball will be the next head coach of the New York Football Giants. It's just a matter of time before so. I, <laughs> I, you just got the Woj bomb, so don't be surprised when you get the the update on your on your phone. The second prophecy is Aaron Rodgers not only will not retire, but he will not be the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. I agree with that. I'll co-sign week one of next year. Okay, so that's that's my I'll second. Co-sign as well. That's my second one. We got we got a we got a three three man co-sign there. I like to see that. And last but not least, this is another one that I'm sure you guys will co-sign on. The Quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers next year has not worn a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform before. All right, that's my last. Like the week one uh, starter? Yeah, like it's not going to – all these reports about, oh, Mason Rudolph is going to be the quarterback or Dwayne Haskins. Like those guys, there's no shot that the Steelers aren't going to outsource for another option at quarterback. I think that it's it's going to be absolutely – there's no way that Mason Rudolph – or Dwayne Haskins, for that matter, is going to be the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers next year. What about, all right, how about this? What about Watson and Wilson? Where do they go? Is Wilson staying in Seattle? Is Watson playing football? I think I think Watson will be traded and be playing for another team next year. And I agree. I don't know who that team's going to be. I'm not prepared to make that prediction. I think that it's going to be the same can- candidates that we've heard before. Philly, Carolina, Denver perhaps. I think Denver's a spot where Aaron Rodgers – I think Aaron Rodgers is going to play in the AFC. Um, and Russell Wilson, I think, also is not is, is going to play for a different team. I, I think Russell Wilson is going to – Aaron Rodgers maybe, is like a free agent though. Free agent, free agent, right? Or is he – Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he is. I don't know what the specifics are. I don't think he is. I, I think I could be wrong. I think Russell Wilson either plays for the Raiders – or the Giants. Those would be my two predictions. Do you think there's a Daniel, chance he plays Daniel in Seattle? Seattle? I, I, think, I think Seattle will be the third team for me, behind the, the Raiders and the Giants. Russell Wilson is the one I'm the least confident in, to be honest, because there's all this, there's all these rumors, but I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, out of all the quarterbacks, I, I'm, I'm more. I he always goes back that. to. He always he goes always, back to. Yeah, Papa he always Pete. goes back. I, I almost was going to say that I feel like there's. I'm more comfortable saying that Kirk Cousins is in the quarterback in Minnesota than I am hmm. Russell Wilson. But that that might be. A little, I might not even believe that. But Jimmy G too. Um, futures up in the air. A lot of. Well, I mean, I mean if it, Jimmy G. If Jimmy G is the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers next year, I you know. I might have to take a year off of the podcast, go find myself in Cancun or something. Go out on, you know. I, I just, I mean, yeah. Even I, as you're I, picking him to go to the Super Bowl, you think it would be a mistake yeah. to bring him back? 
Yeah, as I said in August, that his team can go to a Super Bowl with Jimmy G, and they they've done it before, and they very well could do it again. But you just gave up three first round picks for Trey Lance. What do you do with Trey Lance? I don't know. Bench him for another year. I just think that's I think that's really dumb. I your also on investment. Is, I also think your, that's dumb. Your team is going to get worse. You've get, you've given up three. This was never. Picks. Yeah, I agree with Tommy now, but yeah. I didn't agree with like I think Jimmy should have started this year, and I think that that has like well, I see the Niners. I'm, just, I, I'm not you know I'm not picking a side yet. I'm just saying if the Niners win the Super Bowl and Jimmy Garoppolo is the Super Bowl MVP, like I think his, his trade value too would also go up. So the thing about Lance too though. Is that MVP or not? Like, how if he gets MVP or he doesn't get MVP? I don't think that really. Well, I'm be saying like what I mean. I guess that was what I mean is if he plays like a stellar game, and he's like the he's like you know. But we know outduels. We know even if he like even if he plays but, a stellar but, game. But still, this is the whole crux of, of, of the disagreement. Game, this is the crux of the disagreement is that that is like a very valuable to be able to be a quarterback who can. Who can lead a team to a Super Bowl and and and, and win a Super Bowl? Jimmy I know he's not that guy though, and he's done but, it but twice. If he, if he does it twice he wins, when he's healthy, he goes to two Super Bowls in three years. Okay, then and wins one of them. And last year like, he was that's hurt. All you can ask for and last from year. a quarterback. Then, as I said in previous when we've had this conversation before, then I expect you guys both to to be going to battle with him on his new team because he's a Super Bowl uh, winning quarterback. Well, no, I, I'm just saying that, like, why? If I think we, I guess it's like if it ain't broke, why, why try to fix it? Because we know especially what, if we Lance know is Jimmy twenty. G, we, we know what Jimmy. Like, G what is. do you have to lose? What do you have to lose if you can get Jimmy G to come back and start next year? Oh, Lance isn't starting. The opportunity then, why? Like again, why did they make the trade in the first? Because place he's twenty years Lance? old and he has no, an incredible but, but, potential, but no, and that's a great move for the future, and they could afford to do it. And I, now they're in their, and now they literally haven't used him, I and they're in, and they're, I, and they're I, a game I, away from the Super Bowl. I think I think that's incredibly stupid, and I still think that. Let's not, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves and argue things that haven't happened yet. That's what I would say. I'm gonna go in circles. But here. I think it's an, I think it's an interesting conversation. I think it's an interesting conversation postseason if it turns out to to be true. Yeah, I'm just trying to think if I were a 49ers fan, like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't feel like under pressure. About Trey Lance, like I yeah. wouldn't be like, oh no, he's not starting again. There must be something wrong. We all can, you know. If, if I took Rogers three years to start, you if know. The 49ers win the Super Bowl this year, and Jimmy G plays as it, like he doesn't play bad at all, but he plays as is. We, I mean, where is he ranked next year going in as a quarterback, like in the NFL? I still think he's the same. I think we all think of him the same. Maybe you guys like him. Yeah, but I would say me, that he would be like. Even more so of a proven winner in San Francisco, like he. Hey, I also he, think, to like pack. a certain extent, you know, Jimmy G is probably more valuable to the Niners than any other team in the NFL. Like his sure. his of experience there, you know, in the way that he's able to run the offense and, is, and it's it's just like it's working, yeah. really well. Like it's working really well, and I think they upgraded for a reason. It is working really well. Yeah, but I don't. I think that you're overestimating the, the the time crunch, the rush. These guys' jobs aren't in jeopardy, right? Like Shanahan's got a got a unlimited contract. Lynch does too, for the most part. Trey Lance is twenty. We've seen what he is so far in, in a sh- very small sample size. I think that I I don't feel any worse about Lance than I did before the the season or before the draft. I still really love Lance as a prospect and player, but I still stand by what I said, which is. Jimmy Garoppolo is a better quarterback this year. 
I think Jimmy Garoppolo has proven that, yeah, I mean, quite frankly. And I'm not ready to say that Trey Lance is going to be the better player next year. I don't see what would lead that to be the truth. Now, if Garoppolo completely comes short, there's going to be a conversation to be had. But at the same time, this is a 49ers team that, as of right now, has a very good chance to go. Is, is there not a degree so, to this, too, that's almost like going back to the Foles-Wentz debate? I just think Garoppolo will fall short, even if the San Francisco 49ers win the Super Bowl, because he is what he is, and that is that's and I can and I, I just think, I can say how can that you fall short if you win the Super Bowl? <laughs> that's the season. Well, Trent Dilfer won a damn Super Bowl. I mean, there's there's plenty. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, like. <laughs> he's, he would have made it twice. He's, yeah, I mean, he, he was he, one throw away from winning it before. Okay, then do you yeah. think that they should keep? Uh, a, I don't know. I mean. I would venture, I honestly, G- if, if they, Jimmy if, if, I'll, I'll Jimmy say this, G- if, if the 49ers win the Super Bowl, I don't understand why you wouldn't run it back again. Because Jimmy G like, makes, can run the off, he can run the offense well, he's a good quarterback, he's had some really good late game drives, but he is what he is. He and and makes, I don't know, what's, I don't know what the, the other thing is though, I don't know, understand what the contract situation is, I don't know if he's like due for a payday this offseason, that could, I don't know if he's in like the last year of his deal or whatever, that would change things for me, but, um. I think there's no doubt in my mind if you win the Super Bowl, there's literally no reason to not have him come yeah. back and at, like, at least battle for the position at camp. You can't just be like, oh, bye-bye, we have Lance. We have fact, a 21-year-old who's like... Listen to what you just said. The fact that you that you, the guy who just won the Super Bowl with you is going to battle for his starting position in well, camp. I, I said bring him back. Like, Don't you know, just let him walk in free agency. But the, fact that, but the fact that it's even a conversation that... He might like. Oh, we might show up in August and July and Trey Lance. I think. I mean, Tommy. Here's the thing, though. Lee and I aren't saying Garoppolo is bad, though. It's more about like what Lance could do over him. It's just like an incredible problem. Yeah, it isn't. And and you're acting like it's like an actual problem. Yes, it's not a problem. There's, there's little. What is the worst case scenario of Jimmy Garoppolo being the quarterback? Because I think you have to commit to Trey Lance at a certain. But Tommy, does committing mean that he has to start within the first two years of the season, or else you're not committed? My point is that you guys are weighing them winning a Super Bowl, which as you should. But the fact that I can that we that I can say Trey Lance, the there's. Trey Lance can be better than Jimmy G next year, and none of you guys. And are I think push he'll start if he that. is. I think but, he'll start if he is. But that's. But that I don't really understand where you're getting like. What, I don't understand how you know that or reason. like how you can say that for a fact based on anything that Trey Lance has done yeah. this season. That's another. Like thing. I don't. I mean, one thing if, if, if like Trey Lance started this season, they day. wouldn't be in the NFC Championship game. Like they just wouldn't be I, here. And, potentially. And so I don't understand. Based on anything that Trey Lance has done I on think, the field, that yeah. you can say that he is better, it can be better than Garoppolo next year. It's just like, and again, I think you're conflating us. I think you're conflating us saying we believe in Trey Lance's talent versus like that against Jimmy G. Like I think Jimmy G is a good NFL quarterback. He's for sure a starting level player. He might. He, point, he's made it to a Super Bowl before. He's in another NFC Championship game. He might get to a second Super Bowl in a, in three years in, in the second season that he's healthy. He wasn't even healthy last year. So if you get to the Super Bowl again, even if he's, I'll say it, even if you get to the Super Bowl again with him, I don't understand. I don't. I wouldn't understand moving on from him. And point, and then there's a and there's the possibility that Lance is a bust. My point is yes, that could be true. But my point is that none of you guys are going to go to the wall, go to go to war right now and say they should be keeping Jimmy G. <laughs> or I that, think they should be keeping Jimmy G. Or that was a mistake. 
Like they 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 shouldn't have drafted a quarterback. They made a mistake no, because actually they can all. win with Jimmy G. I don't think and they should a, keep him as a long-time I don't think that starter. makes him a, mis- a mistake though. But the, like, how does that make it a mistake? I think that they're in an incredible situation. I think it makes it a mistake if you give up three first-round picks for a glorified backup quarterback. What do you mean glorified for a back for Tommy? A, what what if if he doesn't start a game until he's twenty-four? Does that mean it's not worth it? For the, like for the compensation they gave up. Yes, that's absolutely ridiculous. That's okay, absolutely think about ridiculous, how much. Think. How, think about look at the Seattle Seahawks right now. Think about how much losing three first round picks hamstrings your team. Obviously, the 49ers are different than the Seahawks, but you guys understand the point that I'm making. First round picks in the NFL are incredibly valuable. They are incredibly valuable. Look at Michael Park. Look at what how draft classes change Dude. teams, change the trajectory of teams. If you give up three first round picks, you know what's more valuable than first round picks. Culture and the GM and head coach being on the same page and building a, like a dynasty, and that's what the 49ers are doing right now. Yeah, with Jimmy, Jimmy, kind Jimmy. of what the Rams have Tommy, done. Look Tommy, at the Rams. They've yeah. gone to they're, they're, if they win again one more game, they will have gone to two Super Bowls in three years. Yes, and I think that's like a that is. I think that's a testament. The Rams, the Rams, you have historically you have historically been too critical of Jimmy G and completely overlooked the fact that he is a he is a significant part of the yeah. reason why they're there. Because he's the quarterback of the team. This okay. is a quarterback league. You've said it yourself. You talk about good quarterbacks. Good quarterbacks win. He is good enough to win. Yeah, he, he is, is good enough to he win is. with them. He so is. why are you looking other, in the other direction? Because a lot of other quarterbacks would be in that system. Yeah, but I just think that this goes back to you. This goes back to the Nick Mullins days. Like, like this is just you oh, completely overseeing what Garoppolo brings to the table. What and does cl- he- and, and classif- you're, you're blurring the lines and classifying into, oh, any, you're basically saying any quarterback – you know, 14 to 19 in the NFL could go to a Super Bowl with the 49ers because that's just the 49ers. Yeah, and I just I do, don't, I, I, do I just that. don't really think that that's the case. I just so don't Jimmy really G think that is, that's the case. Is the 13th best. I quarterback. think he's an incredible fit with San Francisco, and for why? It, it, why is he an incredible because, fit? What because, about his game makes because, him such an incredible fit with the 49ers? Besides the fact that he's been there and he knows the system for four years. Besides the fact of his experience. Dude, look in at the his offense. resume. Look at his winning percentage. Look at what they've done. Look at the accolades. Like they've gone to a what Super Bowl and they're playing the NFC Championship. What about Jimmy G's skill set differentiates him and makes him such a perfect fit? For Tommy, the I'm saying the proof is offense. in the pudding. I'm what saying about, the proof is in the pudding. What Jimmy G? Why are you looking in a different direction at quarterback if what you if what you're doing is winning? Like if if, okay, if so all you're doing is if you're winning at like the third highest clip in so the NFL. You think, you think it was smart for the 49ers having Jimmy G to give up three first round picks for to sit Trey Lance until yes, yes. For, until he's 24? Yes. Right, yes, well, I still I just, think that would be smart. I still think that would Adam, be smart. Adam, do you agree? You if you're making smart? Super Bowls and you're making NFC Championship games, then yes. I don't like. I don't understand. It's again year one, and they're and they're playing for the NFC Championship on Sunday. We'll see. Like it's gonna be hard. For, it's gonna be hard for them to restock, and they're gonna have to pay Bosa. They're gonna have to pay a lot of guys. They're gonna have to pay IU. They're gonna have to pay Debo, <laughs> and first round picks. I mean, are really they don't have to pay all those guys. I mean, there's. They don't, but then they don't have first round picks, and yeah, they still have they still have other picks. Yeah, they do. Yeah, you're gonna have to do that, and that's a hard thing to do, as we all know. You do, you can't expect that you're gonna go year after year and get these guys in the second. You're not gonna get George Kittle again, and you know if you do, then you're lucky. But I don't I don't believe you guys when you say that, or I don't. I don't know. I think like you can look at the Rams, and they haven't made a first round pick since they took Goff. And here they are. Yeah, like there's I think the there's Rams ways around it, especially if you're a winning franchise. Like you can trade these picks and try and make Super Bowls. I don't know. Obviously, I think draft picks are extremely valuable for teams like the Lions, who are trying to rebuild, or the Jets, who are trying to rebuild, or the 
you know, the Eagles, but for a team like the Niners and you're here and you've been I, here I, repeatedly. I don't believe I don't believe you guys. Like play out the play out the logic. Why not keep Jimmy G and three first round picks when you're giving up three first because, round picks? Because because I think we all agree here that there is an inherent ceiling with Jimmy G. Okay, Lee and I he's not the worst quarterback in the world, but you look at a guy like Mahomes who has otherworldly talent, and there the Chiefs have been in the AFC Championship game for four straight years. Jimmy G has also shown that he can't stay healthy consistently. Okay, so you have an opportunity to go get a guy like Lance, who we all really liked in the pre-draft process because he has those abilities with his feet, with his arm talent that Jimmy G doesn't have. And if you can combine those with the offense that you have in place, then that's just going to take your team to a whole nother level. So that's why you take the I risk. Also, of course. I also I also don't know if Lance is ready yet. Okay. I think one of the one of the biggest points about Lance coming into the draft was how so, raw he was as a prospect. And I think you're essentially buying a you're essentially buying a three first round pick insurance policy because you no. don't know if Jimmy G can stay healthy. No, no, you're just you're doing it because you think in the future Lance can take over the team and be that guy going forward. But you already have but a guy in place who can get you to Super Bowls. You don't know if he can really win them yet. You're making so, yourself worse though in the interim. By doing that, by giving up three first-round picks, you're making yourself. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I mean, it's though. you don't. It's you, like, you don't. You, I don't know. I also don't think you can tell the future. Who knows what you can get for Jimmy G? What a team could give up for Jimmy G? What could a team give up for a guy like Ayuk or Debo? Like, there's ways to to get more picks. I'm Maybe D'Amico Ryan's will get a head coach job, and you're going to get a third-round pick for for of, for that. Of, so it's of like, of course. But I'm saying we all. This is true. If you give like. Giving up first-round picks is going to make your team... I just team... think this all comes back down to you being overly critical of Garoppolo. I'm kind of tired of having the argument, quite frankly. No, I we've, think, we've been I think over you all can, these points, and I you think... try to constrict and put a square peg into it a round hole. It has nothing to do with the you conversation have, really uh, You have underrated Jimmy Garoppolo for four years, okay. for three years. It's the same thing. Sure. Now you're backpedaling because sure. they're in the we're, NFC Championship. But, convers- but you said it was possible. Oh, I said it was possible. Yeah, you I didn't did. think they could get to this point, and they have. You didn't think Jimmy Garoppolo could win some of the games that he won, and he won them. Yeah, and now he here did. they are. And yeah, they're going to have something to address in the offseason. And quite frankly, Trey Lance played this year. Rookie quarterbacks played this year. None of them were that impressive. I will sit here and say there is no shot the San Francisco 49ers are in the position they're in if Trey Lance starts at quarterback for them this year. And that's sure. coming from someone sure. who loves Trey Lance. Sure, as a but that's prospect. not even like the that's, that's not even the argument. We're talking about if they win, if they go to a Super Bowl, if they win the Super Bowl, should they should they should they keep Jimmy G next year? And yes. I think your guys' logic with Yes. Like making a sacrifice. I think your logic of bringing up Trent Dilfer is completely asinine. No, I think not it has asinine. nothing because Jimmy not Garoppolo is far better than Trent Dilfer is. We, 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 uh, I wasn't watching the 2000 Ravens. Okay, I was four years old. I, you well, know, you know some you of the players that were on that team. You, you, you can bring up yeah, Rex Grossman too. Yeah, like exactly, you it, can bring up. Yes, exactly. That's my point. Jimmy G is in that class. He's of not in the Rex Grossman. I don't agree with you. If, if Jimmy G is on the Eagles, are they like a threat in the NFC? Like we know that Jimmy G isn't stirring the pot in San Francisco, much like Trent Dilfer wasn't stirring the pot in in, in Baltimore. And and really, it has, there's no. I'm not saying that he's on. You know, Trent Dilfer is better than him or anything like that. But I'm I'm giving an example of quarterbacks that are clearly not stirring the pot, like a Nick Foles. This is Kyle Shanahan's run team. D'Amico Ryan's is calling a great defense. They have they have unbelievable playmakers. They have unbelievable playmakers around Jimmy G, and they have a good defense that's playing really well right now. And that is a recipe for success. And Jimmy G's an NFL quarterback. Is he better than I thought he was? Yes. 
okay? But we all know what Jimmy G is, and I think for you guys to like... We don't agree on what he is. That's why we're having this argument. No, we're I don't at, think he's Rex the, Grossman. The I don't argument, think he's Trent Dilfer. I think Jimmy G is a, is a, is okay, a top 15 so, quarterback in the NFL. So you think that you should you should be giving up three first round I picks think a lot of things Trey Lance. No, no, no. Let me like Yeah, I think tr- I think Trey Lance makes, has the potential to be a superstar. Zero sense. I think Trey Lance has the potential to be a superstar and I absolutely think that that's a w- worthwhile investment and I think San Francisco is in a better position now because they made that move. I and, think they're and, in a better so position they, now so because they made that move. So Trey Lance, when he's 24, let's say you want him to start when he's 24. That's in another two years. That's that's, that's three years. Okay, let's that's say three let's years. just for whatever age aside, all three years that you've given up picks, now you're not going to be starting Trey Lance. That your team is going to be getting worse. It's just it is a fact. It is a fact because all their stud players are on rookie contracts, with the exception of George Kittle and Trent Williams. Debo Samuel's on a rookie contract. Ayuk's on a rookie contract. Uh, Nick Bosa's on a rookie contract. I guess Fred Warner has be, has been paid, but you can't just pay players and not hit in the draft. And your best chances to hit in the draft are by making first round picks because that's that's where the best players are. Yes, you can you can have a good scouting department, which they do, and you can hit on later picks. But you are significantly hampering yourself by making that sort of investment in Trey Lance and not starting him. And. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't point. just I, what you're saying, Tommy, is is logical. Are I think just all I'm trying to say is that Jimmy G gets them into you know the Super Bowl hunt. They've been before. Now they're in the NFC Championship game. I don't understand. You know, the grass isn't always greener. So if it's working well, this, to get it's to Super about Bowls, winning Super Bowls. Yeah, why? Like why would the draft keep, is cool? Yeah, it's it's all it's about winning Super Bowls. And if you have a guy who's when he's healthy has gotten you to two Super Bowls in three years. One of those years when he's not healthy, I'm saying if he gets them, even if they lose, so then you've the, gone to a Super Bowl and an NFC Championship. He's got like a 78 winning percentage. There's just a lot of stuff where it's like, well, then you'll have to justify to me why the trade wasn't a mistake because, and, and I know you guys have by saying basically, well, he could be like Aaron Rodgers and not start for four years, and and I trust and I trust John Lynch and I trust Kyle Shanahan but, to be able to make up for the their lack of first round picks and for it to still be a good investment if Trey Lance is indeed the player that I do believe that he is. That's what it comes you, down to. I mean, I don't know how he's going to be the player you do believe he is if he can't beat out Jimmy G for three years because Jimmy G is – he's just so, so it's good not about beating. It's not about beating him out. It is it's about, about being, it is It's about, about being a better – I know that you can't tell me what Jimmy G physically does that makes him such a good fit in this It's not offense. all about physical, what you can physically do, Tommy. Well, it's not on the mental side. He's going to throw a BS pick every single week. He's done it. He, he also runs Dallas. the offense really well. He does. That's why they're in the NFC Championship. And if Trey Lance can't run the offense like Jimmy G, which is a non-physical component of the game then his he's screwed i think he has a good bit to learn i think he has a good bit to learn maybe more than we all know <laughs> and maybe that's why but if he has i guess like to, tommy why start, do you think if he sits for another year that that would be so detrimental to his growth it's not about that it's about the fact that it's about the investment that you made and you knowing what jimmy g is i and i think i think if if I was wrong on Jimmy G, then I was then I was wrong on praising them for making the trade because I think that's a stupid trade. If you can win Super Bowls with Jimmy G, it makes no sense to sacrifice your Super Bowl window, a, a big part of your Super Bowl window, to draft a, a a project quarterback, a quarterback who has the potential to be a superstar. Yeah, it's not worth it. 
No, it's not. It's 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 not worth it. Obviously, I obviously, I, I think it's worth it. Obviously, I think it's worth it. But if Jimmy G can win you Super Bowls, which I don't think he can in isolation, I don't think Jimmy G is going to be in you know the Raiders next year or be wherever he's going to be, and they're going to be a Super Bowl threat because he's such a darn good quarterback. Like Russell Wilson will be doing, like Deshaun Watson will be doing, like Aaron Rodgers will be doing, like all the significant quarterbacks we talked about will be doing because they actually bring something to the table, in a significant thing to the table. I'm, I'm sorry for the Jimmy G slander. Yeah, sure, I was wrong about him, but we all are not going to be backing Jimmy G in another location. I, we all, I think, agree that he's not really stirring the drink there. And yes, but so if I was wrong about that and Jimmy G really can win you Super Bowls, then that's a really bad trade. That's a bad trade. That's, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really see what's bad about having a quarterback that can win you Super Bowls as well as a guy that because you can of the, develop. Because to. of the opportunity cost. Uh, yes, Klepp, yeah, you're right thanks. in theory, but by giving up three first-round picks for, for, for that when you have a guy that can win you Super Bowls, like it's like – you know, somewhere in between, like the Seahawks giving up three first round picks to draft like, Trey Lance, or what if, it, like, I, I, I don't know. I think this conversation has exhausted itself. We're or, an hour or the in. Packers, like, like I, I, I let's don't. pretend Jordan Love is Trey Lance. Like, is that is that a good is that a good is that a good move? I'd much if, rather have Trey Lance if, than Jordan Love. I know I'll you would. Well, I don't know your they, analogy. My analogy is the Settle Packers. Down, the Packers don't have three first round picks. They've given up three their next three first round picks, and they have Trey Lance. And is that a good move for them, or should they be trying to help out Aaron Rodgers because he can win them a Super Bowl? I think we, I, you know, I know you guys aren't going to make that same argument, and that's why I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers now. That literally is the best quarterback to right, ever play you gotta, football. You got to work with me a little bit here. No, if Jimmy G I don't. can win Super Bowls, if you have a quarterback I, I, that can I said win said 20 Bowls, minutes ago that we – the crux of the argument is the same that it was in August. No, it's not. Yes, this it is. This is a different argument. Yes, this it is. This is a different argument. This is a different argument. I, I don't know what I haven't explained. Adam, what's unclear? What's unclear about what we think? I think – let me – let me. Let this me is you talking in circles like no, you literally no, not, always you do, just, no, and the no, argument lasts 40 minutes longer than it should. No, it's not. Like, the, like it's, and it's, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. If you, I'll, I'll just answer the question. If you have a quarterback who can win you Super Bowls and you have a Super Bowl ready ro- ro- roster, the reason why, the quarterback can win finish, you Super Bowls is finish. because of your team and your please culture. Please let me finish. Please let me finish. If you have a quarterback that can win you Super Bowls, like Jimmy, you guys think Jimmy G can, or at least you've made that uh, apparent, why would it make sense for you to give up three first round picks when he's what, 28 years old, 29 years old? Because because you didn't win the Super Bowl when you were there, and he did not play well enough to win the game, and then the the next year after that he was injured, like the whole season, just like he was the year before you made was, the Super there Bowl. There were more there were more unknowns going into the season than there are so, now. So you what, you what make a move to draft a guy like Lance that says, year? hey, we can develop him while we still have Jimmy G in place, who we know if healthy can take us to a Super Bowl. But in case you know, whatever now. But then now we also have a guy who we believe in and we can develop for the future. Yeah, I mean, and then I and then now now I, you have a great I problem Lance, with a with a quarterback I, like Jimmy G staying mostly healthy through this season when he wasn't healthy and Lance played. Lance, uh, frankly, did not play so well. Jimmy G clearly was better than him um, so far this year. And then now all of a sudden you're you know one win away from the Super Bowl against a team you've beat six times in a row. And it's just for, – for me, it just comes down to the fact that I believe Lance has the potential to be a superstar, and that justifies the trade. Because if you – if you and have the potential, I think Lee and I both agree Jimmy G doesn't have that potential. If you have just the potential to bring a superstar quarterback in who's 20 years old to your franchise that 
is already really well run with a good young coach. Of course you know that I agree with that. Then, I, then, I, I just really... don't understand how that can be a bad... Why, what's so wrong with taking it year by year with the kid? He's 20 years old. Okay, he'll be 21 next offseason. You have this season with Garoppolo. What's so wrong I think about running Lance, it back? If Trey Lance can't beat out Jimmy G over the next three years, like you're saying, like like Aaron Rodgers couldn't beat out Brett well, Favre. I'm, not say, I'm saying let's Brett, see what happens next year. Like let's like taking it year by I'm not I know I said 24 I don't mean like oh he's gonna sit till he's 24 like I just want to take it year by year I think if Garoppolo goes to another Super Bowl next year then yeah maybe there's a conversation he'll sit again but I just think it's about just like going into this year you you achieve what you achieved this year and then you reassess and go into next year you see what happened how your roster's shaping up and you go into next year and you see how things look next year I think I just don't think I think if you have I think if you are thinking if you are uh, you know, unsure on if Trey Lance can be better than Jimmy G for next year, then we're probably too high on Trey Lance. <laughs> I, 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 I don't agree with that at all. And I think that's doing a disservice to the progression of a young quarterback. And I think that it takes a long time for somebody to become ready to be a Super Bowl caliber quarterback who's 20 years old, 21 years old. And I just think that San Francisco Jimmy G sat like I for said, two years behind Brady. Like it Like I like I said about San Francisco, this it's an incredible, incredible problem to have. It's an incredible problem to have. I completely agreed with the trade when it happened. I completely agree with the trade now. You're a game away from the Super Bowl and you have a twenty one year old quarterback who has the potential, in my opinion, to be a superstar. I don't know how long that's gonna take, but it's a freaking great predicament to be in. And because you don't have three first round picks, okay, then so be it. Like I, I don't think that's the end of the world. Obviously, it's going to affect your the outcome of your team over the next five years or whatever. But I believe in the brass of that franchise and the way they've built the roster and what they have enough so that it doesn't really seem like a stupid move to me. And we'll see what happens next year. But I just think that this is a this is, looks to me like a winning franchise and a franchise that knows how to make right decisions. And they took I think they the timing of everything was good. The way they addressed everything this offseason and how they kind of kept it under wraps was good. Everything that they've done, literally, you can go back to podcasts where we've talked about this. I think San Francisco handled this properly every single step of the way, and I completely expect them to continue to do the same thing because ultimately they're the ones who know what Trey Lance's progression is, how he's developed, what Jimmy Garoppolo brings to the table, what they could or could not do with Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr or whoever else you want to put in that category, and they're going to make the right decision. I have faith that they will make the right decision. So I just think it's a great problem to be in, and I think that, like I'll underline again, the three first-round picks for me is completely amended by the fact that I believe Trey, Trey Lance has a lot to learn, but can be a superstar and has the physical tools to be a superstar. And I'm not, and I don't, I'm not going to pound my fist on the table if it doesn't, if it takes over a year for that to happen. Like I just don't really think. I think that that's a spoiled way. When, to, when do to, you to start view. sounding the alarm? What year of Trey Lance not being able to beat Jimmy G do you start sounding? I would sound the alarm whenever he is given the keys to the franchise and they say he's the week one starter and they are performing at a Worst level. Worst level, yeah. Like that's, that's when that's you sound the alarm. alarm too. With Jimmy G assuming is the backup is the backup. Or just off the roster. Or I would assume or, yeah, or just I, off the I, roster. I don't know. I don't know. I'm 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 for sure not sounding the alarm within the next calendar year. That's for sure. That's for sure. I'm not sounding the alarm on Trey Lance's career or whether or not that trade was worth it before the guy turns twenty three years old. Like I, I I'm sorry. Like that's ridiculous. And then I think I think if you move on from from Jimmy G this off season, even um, you know even saying even if they go to LA and lose, and then all of a sudden next year it's the same cast, and you're going like you know say you go seven and ten with with Trey Lance, I think you're gonna have 
people saying, hey, why didn't we just keep the guy who was getting us the Super Bowls? And, and that's not even to say that I'd be sounding the alarm on, on Lance because, again, yeah. he has, like, more ways to go. But, like, if you have this Super Bowl window, why not milk it for all it's worth? Why are you going to bail on it early? Like Trey Lance, that's like a that's like a. Like Trey Lance year, can go yeah, seven and ten. Trey Lance can go seven and ten in twenty twenty three. Why why are you rushing to go like seven and ten? Trees, I think and I, I think th- they saw an opportunity and took it. Like yeah, I agree. I obviously agree. I think we're well. I just don't G- understand. G- G- you almost agree. I don't gave understand. away the Dallas game. He didn't really. He had a good dude. last drive against Green Bay. Dude, we know who he is. Like how many? If you run the simulation every year with Jimmy G as the quarterback of the 49ers, how how darn good are they? Dude, I, now you're just changing the friggin' no, like concept I, of the. It, we're no, talking it, about what's happening in no, real time. It comes down to like what he, Jimmy G is. That's what it comes down. So to. far, the last two seasons he's been healthy. He's made it to a Super Bowl, and now he's in an NFC Championship game. And it's a team yeah, sport all around. I think we yeah. can talk about that with each team that's in the. But it, it's so what. Why do you even need a super bar, Why do you even need a super a superstar quarterback? If you can do, if you can because look at Kansas Bowl, City. Because look at Kansas City. They've been there four years in a row. That's why. But okay, but like, and because we've seen guys like Garoppolo fail before. We've seen that happen before. That doesn't necessarily mean that you need to rush to move on from that situation. Like, I think that. The 49ers saw an opportunity with a prospect they really, really, really liked, and an opportunity know, to draft I, him, and they yeah, did that. I, like, so I, I don't I understand. I agree with the move. I agree with the move. I think Trey Lance is better than Jimmy G. I think he will be better than Jimmy G. I think he's going to be the Week One starter next year, as he should be, and Jimmy G will be on a different team. I'm more so just trying to list. I want to hear your guys' logic. I because the, the, the literally the logic is that the literally Tommy the logic is that if you were in control of the 49ers, Trey Lance would have been starting from Week One. And then they would not be in the position they're in now. And literally the logic the whole time for me and Lee has been, hey, if you start Jimmy G, you could probably make it to a Super Bowl again because it's happened before. And look what's going on right now. Like, that's the logic. If you started yeah. Trey Lance this season, they would not be competing for a Super Bowl. Well, all, so, so then so then why like and, and I said I trusted Shanahan and, and I said I said I said they could make a Super Bowl with Jimmy G because they made a Super Bowl as you just exactly you didn't believe so then, that. why would you, you did not believe that. of course I didn't like believe it of course I like yeah like they Jimmy G they outperform my expectations with Jimmy G I picked them to win the division I you know he's literally only outperformed your expectations so like maybe it's he, time to slightly has, change your expectations has, a little yet, bit. Yet none of us are saying that. Wow, like Jimmy G is like really good, and the 49ers should probably keep Jimmy G. And maybe they didn't really need to get Trey Lance because they can win. They can yeah. consistently compete and get have a chance. Because I, I didn't see Trey G. Lance as a guy who needed to start immediately. And it's almost like you're looking so hard at the draft, the future of the draft picks, and it's almost like the schedule sitting right next to you, and you're not acknowledging the fact because that that's winning hubris. games on the field. Because that's hubris. That is the that okay, is organizational man. hubris okay. to to toss around first round picks like that. It is. It is. When, when you have a quarterback that can win Super Bowls... Yeah, well, Bowls, the two teams that are playing in the NFC Championship both did that. So maybe that's there's some, some logic behind yeah, that. Yeah, Matthew Stafford is a, is a better quarterback than Jimmy G, and we all agree with that. And I, again, the reason I wanted to you said to Trey, like, You said, what are the chances Trey Lance... We're talking about Trey Lance for first-round picks, okay? They didn't trade the first-round picks for Jimmy G. They traded the first-round picks for Trey Lance. Yes, okay? as they should have. So is Matthew Stafford better than Trey Lance? Right now, yes. Yeah, but, but is, is he more valuable than Trey Lance? 
I mean, that's a loaded question. It's, it is a loaded no, question. No, yeah, no, no, he's not. Well, then what Then what doesn't justify what the 49ers did to trade for Trey Lance? Because it's about value at the end of the day. I and love the trade for Trey Lance. Dude, but you're saying you don't love it no, if he doesn't I'm start next year. What I'm saying is the trade doesn't make sense if you can get to Super Bowls with Jimmy G. That's what it is. That's what it is. And I don't think you guys believe that. And I know I don't believe that, despite the fact that they've done it. Despite the fact that they're a, a win away from doing it two out of the three years. Because if they make if if they make two Super Bowls in three years, why shouldn't like why should they have drafted because, Lance? Why because should they not I think Lance has at the quarterback position, which is the most important position in sports, I think Lance has potential. That is, you do that does not come around often, and I think the 49ers yeah, they recognize don't need that, that. Though, obviously, because Tommy, they they G. do if they don't win the if they fall short again, they do, and he's just getting older, and we all know he's a middle of the pack quarterback. It's incredible insurance because now you don't have to fluster for a quarterback. You don't have to go try to get anybody else. You've already made your future decision, and if you, and, and and if Jimmy G works out and you start him next year, then you start him next year. And he starts one more year, and maybe they do bad. Maybe they do good. Not, Trey not, Lance is, is 23 thing. years old. It's, it's, it's still not, it's valuable. valuable it's still valuable. He doesn't become Jordan Love. He doesn't become a lemon because he didn't start the first I'm two years saying, of his I'm career. Not that. But I'm you're not but you're that. saying what the saying, move isn't justified because if he doesn't as a start. Value proposition. It's a bad move. You're sacrificing a rookie contract and three future first round picks. That's not smart. It's not smart in a calculator, but if you, if your sure. team is winning games, but it's smart. Okay, Lee, you can, what the Rams you can didn't do. You can make fun of what, what the Rams did want. wasn't smart. What the Rams did wasn't smart. What? What the Rams did wasn't smart. Trading all those first round picks. That's like the same argument. Except the last one they did was for Matthew Stafford. Yeah, but they're all the trades that the Rams have made have been heavily scrutinized in similar fashion, and they're yeah. all justified. They're think, all justified. I, I, but I think the first round picks trades they, they made were actually shining examples because they went for high value positions. They went for a quarterback with one and of the best yeah, quarterback I, in the league I with think the other. The, I think the 49ers went for a high value position with I what agree. they did too. Again, I'm not uh, again. I I don't know. My my point is if you can get to Super Bowls with Jimmy G, which if they're they're a win away, I mean they've gone to two NFC championships. Forget about the Super Bowl. They've gone to two NFC championships. In three years, as you mentioned, Clep, last year Jimmy G was hurt with ex-quarterback. Jimmy G is ex-quarterback. You're a game away from going to two Super Bowls in three years. What's the problem? What's the problem? That's The that. problem is I don't think they're going to beat the Rams. Again, I'm not saying that. I'm and, saying and, on paper. And, I'm on, on paper. You've got into two super. You got into two NFC championships in three years with ex quarterback who's twenty years and old. Tommy too. I mean, and runs your system well. What is the problem? He's Why? he's injury prone and forget about the injury prone, dude. I can't. You to say forget about the injury prone is just such an oversight. Well, it's no, such a massive it's... oversight. Do you understand that? Like, do you yeah, like? It's not really. It's not really what I want you to say because yes, I know why they upgraded. Dude, well then. Why they wanted to upgrade for Jimmy G. It's more so like, I think... I mean, and here's the other thing, Tommy. Like, you're talking about these first-round picks that the Niners are giving up. First of all, it was... I'm pretty sure it's only two, right? Because they swapped. It was a swap for this year. And then they give up the 2022 and the 2023. Right now, that 2022 pick is going to be either 28 through 32. That's, like, not necessarily a super high-value pick. And it could be that late again the next year, too. Like, I... I 
I think you're kind of overvaluing the picks as well. We'll have to look it up. Even even if it is too, even if it's too, um, even if it was two, I don't think I'm overvaluing the picks at all. So it's because... it's it's. I'm pretty sure it's two, and one of them is already going to be either 28 through 32. Yeah, I still think that. So like you you'd rather not, have about, you'd rather have whoever yeah, you picked Adam, at 15. We're talking about a player who's not making an impact. You, we're talking about a player who you can afford to not even make an impact for three years because your quarterback runs the offense so well and you've gotten two Super Bowls in three years, two NFC championships in three years. Again, that's my point. Like, you were talking about you have quarterback X, you've gotten to two Super Bowls in three years. Why do you need to upgrade off of him? I'll tell you why I think they need to upgrade off of him because Jimmy G is a run-of-the-mill quarterback who is good for one dumb pick every game and is not very good ultimately. And that's why we all love the move for them to upgrade. And he went to a Super Bowl the, the year before and they were an injury-riddled team in 2020. So I think, like, I mean, like, we all agree on that. It's just the point of why would you just jump to Lance too soon when it's still working right now? I think it's entirely possible that Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Trey Lance for another year and a half, two years. Entirely possible. And then, I mean, then there's also the still the possibility that he's just better than Lance overall, and Lance is kind of like is a boss, which none I of us still think, think will the happen. Trade is justified if Jimmy Garoppolo is the starter all season next yeah. year. I still think the trade is justified. Like you're not going to get me to say the trade isn't justified until I see that that Trey Lance, Trey Lance isn't Lance a good is quarterback. Good. If Trey Lance like, if isn't Trey a good Lance quarterback, good, it's a terrible trade. The trade is justified. It doesn't uh, really I mean, matter. Yeah, we can wrap it up. Fair, it doesn't like, matter when enough. that happens. Fair enough. Fair enough. But. Uh, we're talking. That is not a recipe for success for teams across the NFL to be giving up to be giving up that type of draft capital for a quarterback that you know when you have a, a quarterback that can take you to Super Bowls. And I don't, you know, I don't think you guys, you know, necessarily. I don't. I don't think a late first and then a future first is a lot of draft capital believe. either. If I'm the Lions, I'm would I? If I'm the I Lions, would I give up my late Rams pick and my? my 2023 pick for, for Lance at this moment, hundred percent. I don't think the value has really changed then. Like you can, it's more, it's, it's more so about the fact that it's more so about the fact that you have a quarterback that can take you to Super Bowls and you're giving up, let's say it's two a future first round picks for a, a backup. Who's going to start for, or who's going to sit for three out of his five years of his rookie contract. While you have a quarterback that can take you to Super Bowl. Why would you not just keep those picks and extend the Super Bowl window with your quarterback. Because, because, because you have an you opportunity can... to draft a quarterback who inc- has incredible potential, yeah. and you're not going to have that opportunity if you're continuously winning yes. and going to the playoffs, which you probably will. And, and they, had, they were, yeah, they were potentially really... in a unique scenario last year where they were high enough in the draft order to move up to get a guy like that. And they're saying, oh, I, well, I, I if, just, we, if just, we had Jimmy G all last season, we probably would have you know, come close to making the playoffs or made the playoffs again. And then that's too far of a jump to make to go up to three to get a guy like Lance. And here we are in a position I to do that. I disagree. I just disagree. I just disagree. <laughs> with what part? <laughs> I disagree with the part that of of drafting, a, spending that type of draft capital on a well, you know, this guy has really nice tools, and like we're act, we're, so, we're the NFL is so easy, and we're so good that we can sit him for three years and and punt on the the next two drafts because. Our team is just good enough, and we can take that sort of risk. I think that's absolute baloney. I think that's absolute baloney. 
And I think if teams were to do that, like, I just, I think that's an awful, awful strategy, objectively. Like, I don't think I'm being biased at all. I think it, you can't do that. You can't do that in the NFL. I don't think the Rams are a proper comparison. I think they are in the fact that they they gave up the picks, but they gave up the picks for Jalen Ramsey and Matthew Stafford. Like, that's about as good as you can get. The Seahawks gave up two first-round picks for Jamal Adams. Like, Why are you bringing that? No, no, no one liked that deal. Like, no I understand, but it's just an example. It's an example of how, like, this when the Seahawks and the Seahawks trade, also make terrible picks, like in general. Yes, yes, of course. But when the Seahawks made that trade, like they're a contender. It's more so about the fact that like the tides in the NFL change and turn very quickly, as we all know. And the forty, like we are granted, like we're assuming the forty nine. I mean, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch must be the best head coach and GM tandem in NFL history. If they can, if they can send, yeah, three, they must be the best in NFL if history. If they can send three first round picks over, it was two. Jimmy G. It was two. It was uh, a. It was a first round again, pick swap. Again, Adam, it's irrelevant. I'm not trying to be like uh, it's. It's, it's irrelevant. irrelevant. It's, you're it's acting like they gave up three. Okay, if they can, if they can punt on, if they can, if first they round can, draft picks are more important than anything. But it's not relevant if it was okay, two or three. Because I'm not trying to make like a. Pro- I don't know. I don't remember the. the if, yeah, it was two. Still giving up two at the point. And one of them now is going to be 28 through 32. My argument doesn't change. Again, then should more teams, if you have a pick 28 through 32, should you just be trading them every year? I think, I mean, I don't know. Depends on the team. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that, like, what, what, what can you not accept? Like, it's every situation has its own nuance. And we're, we've explained, like, ad nauseum why we agree with this. What happened? Like, every stance we've explained, but you're still trying to put it into a vacuum of, like, oh, if it's a 28 through 32, should, no one said that. We've already no explained that. No that, that. Then why are you talking about it like we've said that? Or, like, you're saying, like, I don't believe you guys. Adam knew what I was talking about. He like, it's just like, he almost answered the question. My point is, you, like, in, you shouldn't be trading first-round picks most of the time. You shouldn't be doing that. Because that is a huge advantage. Hitting on a first round pick is a huge advantage because you can get max level. Uh, you can get a guy who's going to be making uh, could be the best at his position, and you're going to get him on a rookie wage scale in the first round. Forget about the rest of the uh, rest of the draft because obviously it rings true. But in the first round, that's when you have your highest chance to do that. No team is good enough for the most part to just like punt on the draft for a backup quarterback. But I don't, back but I don't think that's nothing that has to do with And I don't understand why, why trading two first-round picks is like all of a sudden they punted on the entire draft. And I don't, I, I don't, I don't understand. Like, what next year they're losing games. They next year after they, you know, maybe whatever they do this year. Next year they're they're losing games with Lance hypothetically. And and Kyle Shanahan comes to the podium and says, "Well, guys, it's really not that bad because uh, we're taking advantage of the rookie wage scale." Like it's about winning football what's games. Your, what is your point? Yeah, it's about winning football games. So who gives you the best chance to do Trey that? Lance a backup my, quarterback. Okay, and my point is, if you can win football games with Jimmy G, then I don't think I don't think I don't I don't if you can, if you have that situation and you can win a Super Bowl with Jimmy G, then I don't think you should be upgrading the quarterback position. If you can win a Super Bowl with Jimmy G, yeah, but we've we've tried to explain that he has injury issues. And that also, Lee and I both Every, think that Trey Lance the NFL, has a bigger. Dude. We both think that Trey Lance has a bigger ceiling than Jimmy G does. 
And as and we've seen in Kansas City, if you have a if you have a quarter, we think like, that Trey Lance like has the ability of a guy like a Patrick Mahomes who can like lead the team consistently, right? Every again, single year, despite we're having holes. About a quarterback here, man. I'm making more of a je- yeah. We're talking you guys about obviously know that I agree position. that I think that Trey Lance is a higher ceiling than Jimmy G. My point more so is that in a vacuum, if you have a quarterback that can take you to a Super Bowl, it doesn't make sense to shoot for like a quarterback that could be better than him when you can compete with super and players, I, I don't understand the other thing Tommy too is like last year I don't think it was like a given that Jimmy G can consistently take you to Super Bowls and that's like why they made the thing they've been like oh well we've had him we've had him for three years he's been injured two of them and we went to Super Bowl and one of them and then in that game he kind of underperformed so that's what they're going into the draft in that with. Game, Adam, in the whole playoffs, he was a non-factor. Exactly. Exactly. Times a game. So then you go into the draft saying, "Hey, we already have a great system. We have a guy in place. Let's take a guy who is 20 years old, has played one season of you know FCS level football, but he has all these skills, and we have an offensive-minded head coach, one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. So why not try and develop that guy behind Jimmy G? And however long that takes, that takes however long it needs to take. I don't think." Jimmy G starting next year is really going to affect Lance's development. All that much. feel bad or are nervous about anything they've done, uh, and I think that justifies. I think that just. I think it's totally relevant. I think it's totally relevant, and I think it kind of justifies everything we've been saying. And then I, I I just think Tommy, Tommy, I just ultimately Tommy, I just think when Trey Lance plays as the number one starter in in San Francisco, when he gets that opportunity, because it will happen, because he was picked third overall. If he is a bad quarterback for say you know two three seasons when they try and make that move to him and he's a bad player, that's when the trade will be bad. Like the trade isn't going to be bad just because Jimmy G starts another season. I don't understand how that automatically makes the trade unjustified and not worth it. The trade, just like with Stafford, the trade would have been unjustified and not worth it if you didn't get to this point. Heck, it might be unjustified and not worth it if they don't win on Sunday. Because you made a big risk to go get a guy. The trade for Trey Lance will simply not be worth it if when he eventually gets the opportunity to start, whenever that may be in San Francisco, and he doesn't perform and doesn't take them to the playoffs and doesn't give them opportunities to win Super Bowls. That's when that trade will not be worth it. And I think the 49ers, based on their pre-draft evaluation, think that, hey, even though we're giving up this amount of draft capital, the talent of this player will eventually over uh, overtake that. And that's something that, that's a calculation they've made too. So I just We're also talking about this is uh, again when I, we talk about nuance. We're talking about a quarterback like Adam said, who played a redshirt freshman season at an FCS school, played phenomenally well, won the Walter Payton Award, won the national championship, sat out his redshirt sophomore season because of COVID, and is four years younger than Joe Burrow. Four years young, like he's twenty or twenty-one years old. This again is a nuanced situation. I would not want to be in a position in San Francisco, and I think this is part of the reason why they took Trey Lance where they feel like they need to rush him into starting, rush him into playing, I think him getting mental reps and being a part of the culture in San Francisco is extremely valuable, like I said in August. My issue is more, forget about this year, my issue is more so going forward. But I just think that you're being overly critical based on the fact that nothing has happened yet and that... I I, no, I I think that it's over, hard. I'm being, I think you're being overcritical because you're saying that the tra- essentially that the trade gets less and less justified with each game that Garoppolo starts. And I just don't. Adam and I, if I can speak yeah. for Adam, I, we don't agree with that. Because if Garoppolo starts all next year 
and then he's gone. Like, they, let's say they... Why they, would they, you let him go if he's going to start? But I'm saying, Tommy, let's say, hypothetically, they lose in the NFC Championship, they bring Garoppolo back, he starts next year, they go 500, and they move on from Garoppolo, and Trey Lance is the starter in two seasons, and they're, like, good. Like, that, to me, is entirely in the realm of possibility. I just don't... If, and if, would totally justify the trade. But and why I, is Garoppolo starting, like, you know, I don't know. Like I, I just I he'd be starting next year because you made an NFC Championship this year. Yeah, but I think that's BS. Like I think if you go in, I think if you and he's made a Super Bowl. The layers, maybe maybe like, starting next year why, because he's better why than drafts Trey Lance when like, dude. Okay, no, no, no. But we got it. We got it. We got it. This is my last point. Is it really because Garoppolo is injury prone? Is that why you gave up two first round picks? It's because he's injury prone and middling. He's injury prone and middling. Did we ever say he no, was anything I, no, more like? No, but but it's like but it's like you have this whole thing about oh they go to an NFC championship so like we probably should bring him back when it's like in 2019 he was a, a completion away from Manuel Sanders from winning the Super Bowl and if they won the Super Bowl yeah and that's the it, reason why they, I thought he should have started this year if they won the Super Bowl should they not like should you not be upgrading off that just because they won the Super Bowl when we all know that's, what Jimmy we're G speaking is? in hypotheticals now. No, but it's it's the same thing. Like, yeah, if you're asking me whether or not I think winning a Super Bowl buys you uh, time and credibility as a quarterback in the NFL, the answer is yes. Yes, I do think that it brings you credibility and it buys you time and it gets you money. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I just don't know to say Jimmy G is going to have a Nick. He's going to go to Jacksonville like Nick, Nick Foles and he's going to become what he is and it's going to be like, oh, wow. You know, like, Jimmy, the 49ers, if they, I don't care what they do the rest of the year. Like, we all know what Jimmy G is. And they made the trade for Trey Lance, which we all agreed with for a certain for a certain. No, reason. we don't all, we, we all, we disagree on what Jimmy G is. No, you I'm not for saying sure that. think if he's you worse. Just open your ears and listen to yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not listening. I'm, I'm not listening. <laughs> we, we all agreed on the trade because we thought that they were upgrading at the most important position. That's why we all agreed with the trade. Yeah, and we, like, still think that. No, but he's not starting before he's 22. I just, I, I just don't. I, I think you get into a bit of a pickle when, okay, so so Jimmy G starts next year and they make the playoffs again. Why not start Jimmy G again the year after? Because they'll probably make the playoffs. Like, I think that's a stupid thing to assume. In the NFL, oh yeah, we'll probably we made the playoffs last year, so we'll probably make it again next year. That's that's how I'm NFL saying, like, people think. They, but but again, it's like at what no, point? I, at what point do you need to put your nuts on the line with Trey Lance? Um, not until he's ready to like, to, like, to be the starting like quarterback, Andy which Reed he clearly with, is with, with Mahomes. I okay, don't think he clearly isn't. All right, I, I'm ready to be done. <laughs> so much for a, for a tight epi, huh? Yeah, this is just so monotonous. <laughs> Tommy, do we get a QC scheming out of you? Nah, man. Nah.